Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the Cass Lush. Cass, how you doing, boy? That is me. Hey, now. What is going on? I'm excited for this uh, HBK pay-per-view. This is Shawn Michaels in his prime, daddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something something like that. Um, Yeah, so today it's uh, Beware of Dog 96 versus Beach Blast 93. But before... We get there. What did it, what did you think about the uh, the pop culture episode? We finally got it out to him, and I feel oh, like yeah. it was a pretty solid show. It was a pretty solid show. Nice little uh, post Christmas gift, post Christmas listen, especially Indeed. considering uh, you know the new Star Wars movie being out and everything. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen the new one yet? I have not, but I cannot wait to see it. I know. Don't and, uh, spoil yeah. it for us, guys. Yeah, but no, it's a good show. I hope everybody enjoyed the uh, surprise uh, show that was thought to never. B. Yeah, we thought we, we lost finally it, made it, was... it happen. We thought we lost it, but we, we recovered it. We made it happen for you guys. It's phenomenal. All right. But yeah, without further ado, today is uh, WCW Beach Blast 93 versus WWF Beware of Dog 1996. Since there are about twice as many matches on the WCW side, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with 1993. Uh, man, opening package here uh, was pretty hilarious. Felt very like Nickelodeon-esque to me. Uh, Bischoff looked really funny. Missy Hyatt was uh, a perfect dime at this point in her career. Pretty much the only time she was super hot, honestly, was 1993. This is the height of Missy Hyatt. Uh, this whole open uh, with Tony and Jesse was way too long and really silly, though. What do you think about that whole like opening sequence package thing? It felt very like Nintendo. Yeah, man. Not a Nintendo, lot of Nickelodeon. Cheese. Yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of cheese, man. And that's a great point, Nickelodeon. I didn't think that, but once you said that just now, that is perfect description it was very nickelodeon very proppy very just ugh. it's yeah. very very kitty very silly very um, double dare ish yeah yeah and everybody dressed up tony shivani with the, yeah. the the stuff on his nose and yeah. uh yeah just just ridiculous just ridiculous all around but uh i mean this show i wanted to i wanted to do this show these were kind of my ideas because I liked the fact that it has a bunch of the same wrestlers on both shows. So um, I was excited to kind of compare these because uh, there's, you know, you get everyone from uh, Goldust as Dustin to to um, Mark Marrow as the wild man to to yeah. British Bulldog. There's a lot of the same people. Don't in this forget one. about Tex Slazenger and Shanghai Pierce. Well, we will get to the those Texans, but first, uh, the first match is Ron Simmons versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, the champion, and the stipulation here, uh, because I guess uh, what's been going on in the storyline back then was that Orndorff kept cheating to win and getting DQ'd and getting to keep the title, so they said, Mr. Orndorff, if you cause a disqualification, the title will change hands, sir, and so they have a banger of a match. Um, not really. A lot of punching, <laughs> a lot of long holds. It was boring. A it banger was, of a match. Not really. <laughs> not really. It had a time limit of 20 minutes, and they almost went the 20 minutes. Why would Why would you book these two men to go 20 minutes? I don't know. Um, they almost went 20 minutes. It was way too long. Ron Simmons loses by a DQ because he throws out 
Paul Orndorff over the top rope. And and so I gave this match an F. I said it sucked. And this is, again, we keep doing these old WCW shows with that rule that Bill Watts put into play for WCW, the over-the-top rule. And it always never makes sense. They always never yeah, enforce it the whole pay-per-view. You always see it later down the line. They always do it. What They use the gimmick one time. They use the over-the-top and, gimmick and once. Like every show. Yeah. And then in every show, there's always somebody else who uses the top ropes, and nobody does anything, and there's no DQ. And that happens later on in this show. Um, and it, I hate it, and it's stupid, and it's always the worst finish. Up. Like, what a, the most uh, – the most – just unexciting finish you could ever have. Like, oh my God, he threw him over the top ropes. Like, oh, yeah, oh, it's so bad, and it makes me angry every time. And no matter how good the match is, I'll always give it an F. If yeah, it has that finish. Yeah. What did you think of this crap? I mean, yeah, this this kind of style and this kind of work rate isn't really for me. I mean, I will say that like for the big man, like late '80s, early '90s kind of vibe. Um, I mean, the crowd was really hype, and they were. I mean, of course, you know, like. I mean, everything looked snug. It was very, like, old-school style, and, like, they were stiff with each other, so there's that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the rest of it just it just wasn't for me. Um, commentary was pretty good, though, actually. I felt like they kind of made it le- more legitimate. Um, they were really trying to, like, call it as a contest, which I felt, like, added to the match. Uh, but, it was, yeah, it was way, way, way too long, and the ring is just so... It looks so tiny. The ring itself just looks so mm-hmm. tiny. Um but yeah, man, there's just, I mean, the DQ finish after all that time, like you said, it just, it was awful. Uh, I gave it like one and a half stars, so D plus, uh, C minus at mm. best. That's uh, a big uh, grade there, sir. Yeah, I gave it a D plus. You gave it passing. Yeah, I mean, just because the crowd mm. was really into it. I mean, they were wow. hot for the finish, I too. Wasn't. Um, yeah, I wasn't into it at all. It wasn't like for me, but I can understand, you know, I, 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 I feel like when they got to the back, I don't think that they thought that they had a stinker. And I don't think, I think a lot of people in the crowd were entertained, even though I personally was not. I think you're on crack. Um, Mark Bagwell and Too Cold versus, what was these Texans' name? What were, what were their names? Like, what was the, yeah. what was the team Tex name? And what was... There wasn't a team name. It was just Tex Slazenger and Shanghai Pierce. Okay. Which were Phineas and Henry Godwin uh, of the WWF. Sure. Um, yeah, so man, there was some. It was a really big botch by Scorpio not making the jump off of Bagwell's back, like to do the dive outside. Like he pretty much just face planted, and that was like I popped. It was funny. Um, God, the match was really slow. Again, I thought Ventura and Tony did a great job on commentary, but it wasn't enough to make the match entertaining. Uh, it was lots of fed spots. I know that like Cass always mm-hmm. harps on like feeding and wrestling and how it really takes you out of it. Like this is one of those matches where it was just a lot of feeding. It just really felt awkward. Uh, I mean, like, again, the crowd was really hot for Scorpio and Bagwell. Uh, way too long. The 450 splash was impressive. Um, and in at least 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's huge too. I mean, Scorpio's a big guy. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, at least it was a definitive finish. And it was a little bit shorter than the other match. Uh, so I have to at least give it like, yeah, I have to at least give it a C minus. Same ballpark. Same ballpark. Yeah. About one and a half stars. I gave it a, I gave it around a C minus, um, mainly because of that 450 splash. Yeah. Um, it was really funny. I didn't catch the intros. So like I saw the, them Mark Bagwell and um, Too Cold in the Ring, and I couldn't tell who they were. Even like on a close-up, I couldn't tell. They looked so babyish. They looked so little. Like a oh, quick yeah, close-up, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I couldn't yeah. tell who it was. I'm looking, and 
And, I, and then finally, I, they said the name, and I was like, oh, my God. So it was really cool to see them uh, so young. Um, yeah. And Bagwell wasn't that bad. He almost looked better here no. than he ended up looking uh, <clears throat> in, like, the late Oh, 90s. yeah. I mean, I think any, anybody would say that, like, Marcus Bagwell was a decent wrestler. I mean, he had, some, like, 93, 94 Marcus Bagwell. Like, he had some pretty decent matches. Um, he just... When he became all about the body and became like the NWO buff Bagwell guy, it was just all downhill from there as far all as his match quality. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, dude, they get the win. Um, that 450 splash is so funny how big Too Cold looks in a WCW ring with those WCW guys. And, then he, gets, he looks and then he gets to WWE as uh, Flash, Flash Funk, Funk and yeah. he looks like a cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I gave it a, uh, I gave it a C man. Crazy to see a 450 splash in 1993. That's a, that's back. That's the same year. Sean did the ladder match with razor when he just did a splash off the top. Yeah. Um, and people thought that was incredible. So it was incredible put it in perspective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It still is incredible. I wouldn't do it. Um, but I think that takes us over to the Sean pay-per-view. Um, 96. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it does. So it's going to bring us to the open here of uh, Beware of Dog. Uh, it was kind of a weird open with Vince here. Uh, dude, honestly, 96 is just such a weird year. The WWF is still trying to like stay on like the new generation train, but the NWO is like just about to blow up. So we're like right before like everything goes crazy. And you could just feel this like you could just feel that there's change in the air at this point. Uh, and Mero cut really terrible promo on Triple H. Uh, and I just, I thought this show was going to be rough from the jump. And I had totally forgot that this is the show that the power went out. So it was actually two different shows spliced together. Right. Uh, yeah. So that, that made it interesting too. But yeah, so the first match here is Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Mark Mero. What did you, uh, what did you think about that open though? Yeah, man. So this, this is my era, dude. This is the era of HBK. Um, the opening package in the main event uh, story is pretty much that Shawn Michaels is so much of a white meat baby face that the only thing they could do, the bad guys, is character assassination. Um, thought that was kind of silly. It's like they're, it's pretty much them saying Shawn's so great. They're having the, you know, character assassination. It's just pretty funny. I liked it. It was classic. Excuse me, I'm coming off of being sick for a week, and I'm probably gonna cough here. Um, so yeah, then Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus uh, Marco, Mero, and Sable. Um, so crazy how different things would be. Um, after a year, I mean, after a year, Sable's pretty much naked. Um, and here she is, really early on in her career. Um, also, you got Triple H out there. Well said. <laughs> Triple H out there still trying to figure out, you know, who he is in the ring. He's got a character of the blue blood Hunter Hearst Helmsley, which is similar to the William Regal character or the so Steve. Pretty much a ripoff of the uh, yeah. Yeah, Regal character, yeah. What they're doing over there in WCW. But his in ring style is pretty much a mix between, you know, Sean, which he's kind of ripping off a lot of the selling that Sean's doing. He's pretty much selling a lot like Shawn Michaels, which they, which he stole from. Uh, Ric Flair, but you know Sean's doing it first here, and then you see Triple H doing it too. Um, this was a slow-paced match. They did like a back and forth. Each man at the beginning kind of got the upper hand, but it still was so slow and like almost a methodical pace by by both men, and nothing really exciting was happening um, here other than the times you get to see Sable outside of the ring. Um, and then they also pretty much go almost 20 minutes just like that wcw starter match um yeah. mark ends up winning um with a slingshot into the turnbuckle yeah 
in night I don't even think that's appropriate for 1996. I think that's a little much. I I, I don't I don't like it. Um, I thought it was silly. Um, I gave it a D plus to a C minus. What did uh, you? Th- yeah, I mean I'm I'm pretty much in the same ballpark. I was a little bit more generous to it honestly uh, than you were as as normal. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much just a big brawl. Uh, I do really miss that high knee that Triple H did throughout like most of his career up until mm-hmm. I think like maybe 10 years ago or so, but I just missed that high knee. And at this point, I think like, now if so he tries pretty. to land on one oh, leg, would, it's going to blow his, his leg would just like burst it into, just into like a thousand pieces. Yeah. 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 yeah but, um, but yeah, it just looks so cool at this point for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I didn't mind this match. I, th- I felt like it was, a, it was pretty good with triple H kind of controlling the majority of the match and pouring out a lot of heat. Uh, there were a couple of hope spots for Mero, uh, but Hunter always cut him off and the crowd was really into it. Um, it, it was definitely too long, but I do remember this angle being pretty prominent, so it makes total sense to me that, like, this got as much time as it did because I feel like they were on Raw a lot with this angle. Um, yes. And all in all, it was a it was a pretty solid match. I mean, for 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 going into watching, like, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the Blue Blood, and knowing I'm going to watch Mark Merrow versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley and my expectations at that level, I felt like they, they at least achieved what I expected this match to be. Um, yeah. So I get... So, so I gave it a, I gave it a C to a C plus. Um, it wasn't the, the best match, uh, but it wasn't bad. And honestly, I was like, okay, well, you know, if, if, if this one was good, the rest of the, the 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 card, just looking at the roster, looks like it's going to be, you know, a, a pretty sweet show. Uh, but you know what? I can't I can't really say that for uh, for the '93 show. And speaking of, let's no. let's hop back over here. Uh, Missy Hyatt's interviewing Orndorff on Simmons and Steamboat and. I don't know. It was just like a waste of time. It just seemed like he was just getting the crowd riled up again. That seemed like the only purpose of this real uh, interview because there's obviously no new program for her, him to go into right away. Uh, just a little out of place. Uh, but then, yeah, the next match here was probably my sleeper. I wouldn't say the best match, but like the sleeper match of the night for me. Uh, it was Eric Watts versus Steven Regal. Uh, and listen, man, Eric gets buried all the time. Uh, but this match was pretty damn good. It was super technical. Uh, and it wasn't like Watts was being carried at all. He pulled his own weight for sure. Uh, I mean, I will say this is the reverse of the other matches. Like, I enjoyed this match significantly more. But the crowd was dead as a doornail this whole match. Like, they just – there was no noise. There was no popping. There was no booing. There was nothing happening. Like, it was just – the crowd was super dead. Uh, but, yeah, I thought the match was pretty good. I, I like the. I thought the work rate was kind of ahead of its time. I thought it was good and quick. I thought this match is something that you would see on NXT UK today. It's very that, very much that British style of, like, a lot of uh, technical and scientific, quote-unquote, wrestling. Um, but, yeah, man, the heel cheated to win. Regal gets the win after the distraction and a handful of tights on the roll-up. I enjoyed it. I gave it two and a half stars. So a solid C-plus to a B-minus. Uh, what did you think about Eric Watts versus Steven Regal? Yeah, man. So this is my first time ever seeing Eric Watts. I know who he is, and I've heard a lot about him, and it's usually bad things. And my yeah. first note is, dude, Eric doesn't look bad at all. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, Regal was great as always. They did some great in-ring psychology. A lot of holds, uh, not a lot of punching. It was a lot of great wrestling. Yeah. and um, wrestling. <clears throat> Yeah. And reversals, and like you said, it looked like NXT, man. Um, I like the finish with the roll-up with a handful of tights by Regal. I gave it a solid C+. Um, I w- it's the surprise of the night for me, um, only because from what I've heard from Eric Watts, um, it, it didn't seem to be true in this match, but he did have a great partner with Steven Regal. Um, so, yeah, man, I was surprised to give it a C+. Yeah. 
So Marco. Same boat, man. Marco. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But then, uh, so right after the match, Steven Regal's kind of cut a promo on how awful Watts was. Uh, and that he also wants the shot at the TV title. So maybe they're just kind of getting that into like a tournament situation. I'm not really sure what happened in the storyline. It's uh, 93 at this point. Um, I was very much more of a WWF guy at this point in my uh, watching career. I'm also like eight years old, nine years old. So. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the next match here on the card is Max Payne versus Johnny B. Bad. Speaking of Marco Mero. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a quote unquote super grudge match. Uh, you want, you want to go ahead and start us off on this one? No, you want me to take I it? I can, I just felt a cough coming on. That's all right. I <clears throat> felt, just felt the so, cough coming on. Um, um yeah, yeah, dude. So true. Max, Max comes down with that. Wi- uh, first of all, who is Max Payne? I've never seen this gentleman in my life and he had a guitar and he did a terrible solo down to the ring. Yeah, he was man mountain rock. In WWF, so I don't remember Never that. heard of him. He played no, an actual WWF guitar. Like, it was like a WWF I do guitar remember that. Blue with like the yellow like oh, yeah. outline. The big guy, he, he always had like the pyro. Yeah. He was a pretty decent yeah. guitar player, actually. He didn't look that Terrible great Terrible wrestler, but great, great guitar player. Yeah, man. So, uh, I can't. What is, you ever write down a note and you can't read it? That's uh, a little behind the curtain. I don't know what I wrote right there, but anyway, uh, but mainly whatever what stands out to me on this match, what I can remember is dude coming out on a guitar. I didn't like it. Then they have this match. Johnny B. Bad's wearing a mask. He comes down with a a pink boa. Um, there's no sable. Um, I like that it was short, and I don't even remember who wins it. So that tells you a lot about what I thought about this match. Um, I gave it a D but I couldn't tell you too much why. Um, it was just pretty much a dud for me. Not exciting. It was it was short, but still boring. I didn't like it. Um, and Johnny B. Bad, you know, he's not the best wrestler. And obviously, you guys know that I don't know who Max Payne is, so I don't know if he's a great wrestler or not. But you just said he wasn't that great in the ring, so they proved it here. I didn't enjoy it. What did you think? Man, I got to be, be kind of honest with you. I, when I was a kid... I thought that Man Mountain Rock was so, so cool, dude. I thought I was like, dude, I want to be that guy. I want to play the guitar down to the ring and just shred and be the coolest dude ever. Uh, but that is, um, yeah, that's not really what happened here. Uh, man, I was kind of a dummy. Uh, dude, Johnny wear, Johnny Vab was wearing something like, it was pretty much just bikini bottoms on his face with like holes cut out. Yeah, I don't really know really how bad. else to explain it. It was the worst mask I've ever seen in all of wrestling. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he had to wear the mask, I guess, because he got some foam sprayed on him or something. It was super weird. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I mean, the, the whole match was reckless. Like, I mean, tons of actual botches, not good at all. The finish itself was botched, uh, you know, with, with Mero got the win on this one. Uh, okay. but it was, it was terrible. I gave this match a, a complete dud. I hated it. Was not yeah. a big fan at all. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, man, I, that's gonna that's gonna bounce us back over to 1996. Uh, we're in the back here, and Camp Cornette is being interviewed by Mr. Perfect. Of course, Cornette is killing it. Uh, and then Sean kind of gets his chance to, to say something short and sweet, as he did at the time. Just kept it short. And uh, yeah, we're about to get it, man. Yeah. We're about to get right into it. And Clarence Mason kind of comes in and like interrupts the after the uh, intro of Bulldog and Sean, and serves like a summons to Sean. And he tears it up, and that's how the match starts. That felt a little yeah. overbooked and silly to me. 
So, um, and let's let's note yeah. here that the reason, that, so this is the, the this is the title match. This is actually the main event, but it's coming up second because, as you said earlier, they're splicing two different shows because um, this is from the original night. They pretty much yeah. only got the first match and the last match um, because the lights went out. So this is actually from the original. The lights came right back on right before the main event, so they were able to do it, able to film it, record it. And uh, that's what made the final cut when they put it out on VHS and all that. Um, So, so yeah, man, um, I actually think the backstage interview with Sean was a good one. We've had a couple in the past when we do the 95-96 era, and Sean surprisingly did not have a uh, great interview. Uh, He did actually have a a quick, short, but a a good interview. Uh, He said something like, instead of beware of dog, it's beware of the click. And then he had some like tease with Mr. Perfect, where yeah. there were kind of oh, like yeah. teasing. Oh yeah, which I would have loved. I and know. We've, they've talked about that on like something to wrestle and all yeah. That, so. And they were teased. They always teased that. They teased it back all the way back in like uh like '93. They teased it at one point. They did some stuff and but it never really kicked off. So God, yeah, man. God, Sean, I would have loved that though. Yeah, but a big pop for Sean when he when he makes his entrance. Big pop for Sean. Um, then, as you said, they kept teasing the whole Jim Cornette bombshell. They teased it earlier than they're teasing it here, and it ends up just being the stupid summons. I, I didn't like that at all. Um, but, yeah, dude, two of the best in-ring workers in their prime, Shawn Michaels, Davy Boy. Um, they do a quick back-and-forth exchange. Uh, Sean does a little jump over the top to Davy Boy because Sean had done like a fake or went for the switcher music. Davy Boy slides out. Sean jumps over. The crowd's loving it. Um, they get back in the ring and then they slow it down. It's like a quick start. And then they do all that. They go back in and then it's Sean with a headlock. Um, but I really like that Sean was able to just hold this headlock and work the crowd into HBK chance. Like all he was doing, he really did nothing. And he got the crowd like all standing on their feet. It was very old school. Um, you know, you miss that. You don't see that much today. Um, within Sean and Davey in the ring, man, they're, they're pretty magical. Usually I thought this was probably one of their less, um, this one wasn't as great as some of their other ones that they had before this, this year. There's some for the intercontinental title that they've had. Um, and they had another one for the world title. I I don't know if it's before this one or it might be the rematch. Maybe. I I don't know, but, um, but yeah, I man. thought it was this one. I thought it was this one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that match too being really good. But yeah. Yeah, and this one's still good. But they did, that you know, they they were doing a good job with speeding things up. It was like they would do slow, long holds, you know, long um, headlocks or or whatever arm yeah. bars. And then whenever you would think like, oh man, this is getting ridiculous, they would speed things up just enough to get you back into it. And, and get excited, and they would slow things back down again. And they did that a bunch of times where they would they would speed things up and then bring it back down. Yeah. Um, kind of get the crowd back into it and then say, all right, hold on. Um, yeah. did you, and then also, did you hear this fan? I heard her in the in the first match, and then yeah. I heard yes. her a lot. That lady screaming, bloody yes. murder. Yes. At one point, you can hear Owen Hart say, shut up. <laughs> yeah. oh, and then she yes. gets even louder once oh, he tells her to shut up. Yeah, it's, no, like, at one point, you could actually see, like, Sean obviously yeah. frustrated sitting in that in hold, head- like, what, like, shut, yeah. tell her to shut the fuck up, like. Yeah, exactly, and that's whenever I think Owen says, shut up, and yeah. then she gets even louder, and they're probably wishing they never even paid attention to her, um, but, man, this is, uh, so, so, 
there was one too many holds. I think those long holds on the mat, you know, I do love Sean and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to just say it was great. Even when it wasn't, there was a few too many of these long holds on the match by Davey and Sean. Um, Bulldog ends up dominating the match. And then this is where it becomes a classic Sean match. You know, you're seeing a lot of Sean getting suplexed and, and clotheslined hard and Sean doing what he does best, which is selling. Um, so finally the match kicks up, but it takes a long time to get there for Davey to start just dominating. And then we get to see the selling and all that. Um, every time, you know, Sean starts to get a comeback, um, Davey stops it, you know, pretty, pretty classic Sean Matt's match. He yeah. gets the classic forearm with the nip up. So we get all that. Then the ref gets knocked down. Owen comes in, boom, Sean gets the super kick. Davy boy gets the upper hand new ref comes out. So you're like, Oh no. Then Sean reverses the power slam that Davey's going for, for a back suplex one, two, three, but Oh no, the other ref had come in and both refs counted the opposite man down because it's a back suplex. Both men's uh, elbows are down or shoulders are down. Excuse me. Uh, both people celebrate. Uh, Davey's wife takes the title. Then gorilla comes down, snatches the title, uh, says it's, I think she, he, they say it's a draw and that there'll have to be a rematch and Sean keeps the title. I gave it a B plus. They've definitely had a pluses, um, before and after this, but this one, uh, I will have to say is safe with a B plus. What'd you think about, uh, old HBK and, uh, Davey Bull? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an HBK mark for sure, but this match is not a B plus. Uh, this match is a C plus to a B minus at best. You just gave um, a w- w- the same match. reason. Dude, and there's and there's yeah, but there's dude. Okay, so all, through all that, through it being a clunky match, through it, through them just not being on the right tempo. Granted, look, the power was out. There's a thousand reasons why. I'm just saying, like, this was not a good match. I love both guys. I mean, Sean is my, he, you know, favorite wrestler of all time. But like, it's just this match was just not good. I mean, like, I thought it was I, not, good. It just wasn't great. It got by. It was decent. It just wasn't. You know, it wasn't, it was I just wasn't, it was decent. That's it. It was just, it was decent. And that's it. I, I that's, that, decent is not a B plus to me. Decent is, uh, you know, I don't think, I thought it was C, good. C plus. Um, so you yeah, thought this I mean, was just as good as, you, you thought that the Steven Regal, Eric Watts match is better than Shawn than Michaels and David. this specific match, yes, yeah. Absolutely. You're, you need to go to therapy and maybe no, see no, no. like absolutely not, dude. Well, come on, dude. With a with with double That's pin crazy. on a German suplex and a draw finish, I'm not saying it was even the, all these guys' fault. I'm just saying that the match itself, the way it was booked, to everything to the screaming fan. If I'm just examining this match, screaming fan can't take away from the match. I mean, it can when when Sean obviously breaks kayfabe and it took me out of it too, and he's just like throwing up his hands. And this loose ass sleeper, no. and he's like, oh, "I'm just gonna lay back down." That's exactly what happens. He throws up no, his hands. He he's like about that. to do a comeback, and she's screaming, and he sits back down. He gets caught and he talking to the ref, and he lays down. I, all I saw was him get caught talking to the ref, and then that was that's on production, not even Sean. No, that I mean, he, it definitely happened. It definitely happened. Um, it was yeah, it just wasn't good, man. Everybody, I mean, take this note down time, that this he thinks that. He thinks Eric Watts and Regal are, are as good as Sean and Davey Boy. Just remember that. Next time, next time we argue about Undertaker. Comparing match by match, comparing match by match, I would rather watch Eric Watts and Steve Regal again than have to watch that Davey Boy Sean match again. Just being honest. I don't even know what to say. Move on. 
Well, the next thing over here in WCW, it's uh, Jesse and Tony breaking down the Blondes versus the Horsemen, which is at this point is Paul Roma and Arn Anderson, which is just super strange. Uh, but I was kind of pumped to see this one. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's Arn and Paul Roma versus the Hollywood Blondes, which are Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Uh, and man, the Blondes were just so good at working the crowd. Uh, I mean, it was a very different time. Uh, and this is kind of like the very end of wrestling fans, like really believing in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like this is like the very end of like the remnants of those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just don't know how else to say it. It was just a different time. I don't really know how else to say it. Um, but it, it just made a huge difference because like they they pulled great heat from the crowd. I mean, they were people were legitimately just like wanted to beat the crap out of the blondes. I and mean, they were just fantastic at it. Uh, the match started off slow with Roma, too. And, man, like, I always thought that people just didn't give Paul Roma a fair shake, but he sucked, man. He was just so boring and, like, stoic in the ring. Like, he didn't move. He was small, but he wasn't fast at all. He was so slow in the ring, like, just moved so slowly around the ring. Um, I don't, it just did, It's almost like he was just big and, like, not athletic at all. Like, but, I mean, one, once Arn hit the ring, it was kind of fantastic. Arn and Austin had, like, a, a fantastic exchange. Um. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, dude, and and just like the work rate with Steve was really technical and really good. Um, I mean, every time Arn gets in the ring, it was great. But then every time Roma got tagged in, the crowd just died. He was just so boring. There's no facial expressions from him. Uh, you know, li- limited movement and move set. Uh, it just really hurt this match. Uh, I really wish it had been like Flair or Tully in that spot. Uh, but the match went on way too long, too, especially considering it was just, like, a handful of tights for the win. Like, it wasn't even a big climactic, like, finish. It was just not good. It wasn't really a good match. I wanted it to be good. Uh, I remember the Arn and uh, Flair matches versus the Blondes, and those were fantastic matches. So I expected something at least close to that. And I guess, you know... Silly me for thinking Paul Roma could ever step in place of Ric Flair. But I ended up giving this match one star. Uh, what do you think about this one overall? Yeah, man. So, you know, you got a bunch of Hall of Famers and then Paul Roma. Um, and he showed why he's not a Hall of Famer. Just as you were saying, man, he really was garbage. I thought this match still was going to be a lot better um, than it ended up being. Um, I was excited to see that uh, Hollywood Blondes were on this card, um, and it just sucked all around. It was way too long, very boring, just a boring, boring match, man. Um, Anderson uh, suplexes Austin over the ropes, and there's no DQ, and you have commentary um, harping about it. Uh, what's his name? Governor, you know, asking why Governor. there's no DQ. Um, yeah, man, I hate that over-the-top rule. I've already talked about that. Um, Austin ends up uh, getting the pin. Uh, with another handful of tights. Uh, We just saw that earlier in the same card. Um, Yeah, so I was around a D on this one. Um, It was good at at moments. Austin and and them were great, but yeah, Paul Roma kind of sucked the the air out of this one, uh, hands down. He really did suck the air out of this one. Uh, But the next match wasn't... Whatever that means. Wasn't nearly as bad uh, in principle, but at the same time, I don't know, dude. Okay, look. Anytime that you tell me that I'm going to have to sit and watch a match for at least 30 minutes or to an hour, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, then I, I'm not interested. Um, so, yeah, this next match is an Iron Man match. 
Uh, it's a 30-minute Ironman match, and it's Rick Rude versus Dustin Rhodes for the U.S. Championship. Um, I don't know. It's like, for some reason, I feel like it's better just to know that the match is going to be long, maybe. Like, it's better to go into it being like, okay, well, this is an Ironman match, so I know it's going to be long. Point. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's a good point. So it's like, I prepared myself to know. Um, and plus, the guys are both great. I mean, it was a slow, like, was 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 the tempo slow? Yes, it definitely was. But I mean, how can it not be when you have to, like, stay active for, like, 30 solid minutes? Which I felt yeah. like they did a pretty good job of doing that. They kept the crowd engaged. Uh, I enjoyed the match, man. I'm pretty sure they shortened it on the clock, too, a little bit. Uh, but about 15 minutes in, Root hits, a, like, a Root Awakening neckbreaker for, for the first pinfall. Uh, and then the rest of the match, they just kind of teased for Dustin to get a fall. Uh, but he didn't. And I was that surprised me. And so I was like, oh, wow. Like, they actually, that was a surprising ending. I thought they were going to do the whole cheesy, he's going to get the pin at the last minute. But no, like, he doesn't get the win. And it's just a one-fall win to Rick Root to retain. I thought it was great, man. I gave it three and a half stars, solid B plus from me. Uh, what did you think about Dustin Rhodes versus Rick Rude? I'm a little different on this one. Just just a hair, not too much, man. I thought the fans were not into it, but um, I liked it. I, I didn't like it as much as you did, but I was surprised how much the fans were just not into it. Probably probably because what they just sat through before that with the Hollywood Blondes match. But um, it's so crazy how. Rick Rude, Rick Rude was great in the 80s and the not I mean this is still the early 90s but in the WWF he just seemed to, to be I don't know on 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 like a maybe it's the guys he was wrestling but here he's wrestling another great he still looked good here but he just didn't look as good as he did in the 80s in the WWF right. and then Dustin as being so young you could still see that he was going to be a superstar and you could just see the greatness in Dustin Rhodes um yeah as I said, you know, it kind of took out of it the, how much the fans weren't into it, but I tried not to take that from the match. Um, I was more around a C on, on this one. Oh, wow. Ma- yeah, maybe a C. I, honestly, I didn't even give it a C plus. I was more at, at a C. Um, I, you know, it, they, it is long, and I'm not a fan of that. And But they did execute it. They made it where it wasn't super, super boring, but there was some slow spots that I did uh, feel were a little boring. But uh, it definitely wasn't terrible, and I gave it a C. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're a little we're a little off on this one. A little off on uh, that. But let's see. Let's see. Let's see how we how we match up uh, back in uh, good old 1996. Yeah. This uh, one yeah, I did so not give a, a C. Yeah, I didn't either, man. I actually, dude. Okay, so this is gonna be my pick of the week overall. Um, I think this is the best match on either card. Surprisingly, I was pleasantly surprised watching this. Uh, if you get a chance to watch one match from either one of these shows this week. This is going to be Mr. Know-It-All's pick of the week, and it's match number three here on 1996. Beware of Dog. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin, a very, very young Stone Cold Steve Austin, fresh off the ringmaster name, uh, versus Savio Vega in a Caribbean strap match. Um, Man, and Savio may be one of the most underrated workers in WWF history. Like, his actual in-ring work rate was just really phenomenal and very overlooked. Uh, you hear that a lot in like uh, actual interviews with, with Attitude Era guys too. They always say like, "Man, that guy could just go in the ring." Like you just knew that if you had a match against Savio, you were gonna have a good match. And um, it's just cool to hear that perspective and to go back now and watch him. I I feel like he was undervalued. Uh, I wish I would have paid more attention to him because this match was just absolutely killer, man. Um, 
Yeah, dude. I mean, Austin is kind of a, a brawler at this point, but he did a, fan ch- a fantastic job of like using that to his advantage in this style of match. You know, I know we both don't normally like gimmick matches, but like, dude, if you're going to do a gimmick match, like this is the way to do it. Both guys just really sold really well for each other. Uh, all the blows looked believable, but not like, um, not too UFC, but like, you know, just really great pro wrestling. I don't know how else to say it. Like it was just really great, like professional wrestling brawling. I felt like, um, yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 this whole thing is just like a love letter to Savio Vega in my notes. Like just, just saying like at this point, just after watching this match and after like kind of helping him get Steve Austin over, like, dude, this guy deserves, I don't know. Like I hate to say it, but I, I feel like he deserves a hall of fame spot. Really? Just for like what he's done and who, like his name value that he's still kind of being talked about and still revered. Uh, and dude, I yeah. can't believe that an, that an Austin match was better than an HBK match in 1996. But in this, in this instance, I, dude, this is my pick of the week. The finish was great with Vega getting the win, too. It was great drama. Million Dollar Man gets fired for it, too. So it's a win-win because Austin gets rid of Million Dollar Man. Uh, man, yeah, it was a great match. Gave it four stars. Solid A. Um, not quite an A+, plus, but a solid A for me. Uh, what did yeah. you think about Steve Austin versus Savio Vega? Well, this one tied it with the Sean match. I gave both of them B-pluses. I gave this Caribbean strap match a B-plus. Um as a kid, I used to actually love Savio Vega. He was one of my my guys growing up. I loved him. I even loved Aldo Montoya. Um, I pretty much loved all the baby faces. The so Portuguese I was actually, man of war. Oh yeah, baby. So I was actually a fan of them. And uh, man, they 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 did a good job using the gimmick. Um, both men beat the crap out of each other with that strap. Um, and then they also did some creative spots with the strap where they would, you know, it would be in between Savio's legs and Austin would pull it while Savio was trying to go hit another corner and Savio would actually do a front flip. So they did some kind of cool stuff. This, the, the match never really slowed down. It, it stayed exciting. Both men kind of stayed on top of each other. They went on outside the ring and they kept just wailing on each other, not holding back. Um just just slapping each other with that with that Caribbean strap. And then I like the way of the finish. You touched on it. Um, if you didn't see it, it's pretty much Austin's hitting every corner, dragging Savio, and he's not realizing yeah. that Savio's hitting the corners behind him. And then by the time they get to the last corner, Savio hurry up, stops Austin, he hits the corner. And then the best part is this is one of the first time we get the na 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 hey 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 goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> you, uh, and they actually play it. Yeah. They oh yeah. They actually the played this song. Yeah. They don't even try I to like. I was surprised too, like for the licensing. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. They just they just played it over the PA. Oh, Vince no, no. was like, play my jam. I just could see Vince slapping his hands <laughs> in the back. <laughs> nah, 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 oh, of course. Nah. Of course. Of course. Oh, well, dude, you, all right. So let's definitely the match of the night, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, match of the night overall from both guys. Let's uh, let, but let's jump on over here to uh, what could be match of the night on the WCW side. Um, it is Barry Windham versus Ric Flair, and we're just going to cover this one, and I think we're back to one- one-on-ones here with matches. Yeah, we'll, yeah, so we'll just do this one, and then we'll go back over to WWF. So, yeah, it's again, it's Ric Flair versus Barry Windham for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and man, dude, if this was 87, it would have been an absolute barn burner, but it's 1993 and this one dragged quite a bit. Uh, neither guy is really like in their prime. Um, Barry himself I mean, is just, how do you say he's just that, not though? up to speed. 
What do you mean? I mean, I, mean, I just... agree. No, but I agree. It's like I agree, but it's like yeah. Rick. It's 1993. Ric Flair. He ended up wrestling for. He has some great matches after this, but I do agree with sure. you. I'm sorry, I'm jumping sure, in, but it's few, like a handful, just a handful yeah. though. I mean, not, so not really a whole lot of great matches. This is this is 1993, and you're saying he's not in his prime. It's, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just a crazy. Now he had another resurgence in the 2000s where he had some much better matches. Oh I mean, the yeah, well, Taker were great. Uh, matches with Sean, of course. Matches that he had with Triple I'm H. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying how crazy it is. You know, no, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, already at the end of his. Barry Windham, too. It's him versus Barry Windham. I thought for I'll, sure I was like, oh yeah. my God, this is going to be a clinic, dude. I was like, I got my popcorn ready. I'm about I'll, to be. I was a little. God. Yeah, I was a little let down at the end oh, of this dude, match. Totally to be honest, true. when yeah. I saw their names on there, I'm thinking this is going to be a bomb burner. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, like both guys could like still had tread on the tires, like they could still go for sure. But I just really didn't feel like the chemistry was there at this point, right. ninety, between the two of them. You know what I mean? Shocking. Like it just felt, yeah, it just didn't feel, yeah, it felt awkward almost. Uh, maybe it was seeing Flair as the babyface and Barry being the heel. Maybe if the roles had been reversed, uh, the match would have been worked a little bit differently, and I would have enjoyed it more. Uh, but yeah, it just it, either way, it didn't work for me. Uh, it, again, it wasn't bad. It was just stale. It was just, it felt like going through the motions of, uh, honestly, more late 80s match. And this is a 1993 match. So it just, it wasn't good for me. Ric Flair wins with a figure four, which is the, you know, one of the dozen times ever in his career that I actually won with the figure four. Uh, yeah, I gave it two and a half stars. So I gave it like, you know, I don't know, a C, maybe a C plus at best. Uh, what, what's your overall grade for this one? Yeah, man, I pretty much agree with you. I'm definitely not a C plus, more about a C. Um, and I, I think you have a really good point. I think it probably probably would have been better if uh, the roles were reversed, heel babyface. So, um, good point there. But yeah, I'm more at like a C, C minus with this one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's jump back over to WWF here. Uh, it's time. God. It's time. It's Veda time. time, time, time. Boom. No. I'm just going to do their music. No? All right. Um, <laughs> With the man, this was kind of a, you like This kind of had like a, a, a spectacle, uh, two big men, and then they did like the whole football stance thing. Um, I like that there was kind of some buildup to them running into each other and and they did it and yoko wins like he should have won dude he just clobbers vader i was excited about that i'm gonna be honest probably more than most but i'm a mark for this era and i used to love yoko and vader used to scare me so i was kind of into this still as a 30 year old adult i was still into this match um yoko was looking huge dude and you hear them talk about it in various podcasts how at this point they're saying and like, dude, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta lose weight. But he surprisingly was still able to jump off the mat and do some elbow drops and stuff. Um, but yeah, dude, it was, it was basically after that beginning spectacle, fun football stance thing at the beginning. Other than that, it was a bunch of punching, um, lots of punching and and some more punching because that's pretty much what all they could really do. Um, Yoko goes after Cornette. Um, and then Vader ends up getting the win because of the interference there and get Vader bomb. 
Um, I didn't think it was as bad as it could have been with these two big men and, and Yoko as big as he is. I actually gave it a C. It wasn't too long, and it kept me entertained, and I liked the beginning of it. So I, I think it could have been way, way worse. And, and I actually enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, I did not. I did not enjoy anything about this at all. Um, yeah, I just had no desire to see this from the jump, to be honest with you. Uh, and it's super weird seeing Yoko as a baby face as well. That also just is strange. Uh, and I literally Dude. hated I, I hated that whole open, like, where they're just teasing a collision. That was just such cheddar cheese in a can cheese. I cheese was into that. I hated yep. it. Was not into that at all. Um, yeah, everyone is blown up in the match, too, including Cornette. It was just silly. So silly amounts of Gaga. It was hard to watch for me. Um, no. Uh, dude, you're going to hate me for this one, but like you know what I always say, guys. You know what I always say on this show? If I give you a negative star rating, that means it's so bad that it's embarrassing it's for people to watch. Star. I gave this match negative one star. Um, it was awful. Uh, absolutely terrible. Uh, just not passable Great. in any era on any kind of show. Uh, yeah, negative one star from me. Um, I saw some impressive stuff from Yoko impressive. and Vader in this match. Yeah. What did he eat a cheeseburger? Did he eat like a turkey butt? Like just oh. like just whole with one. I mean, that's the only impressive thing he might have been able to achieve at this point. In this Dude, career. he jumped off the mat. Oh my goodness! Elbow drop. Oh my goodness! Onto did he the jump leg up in of the Vader. Air? Onto yeah. the leg of Vader. He's a he's a 500, 600 pound man. It was it was that's magnificent. That's that's not magnificent. That's I liked just, it. That's I thought it was opposite. a fun. I thought it was a fun, quick match, and it was very entertaining. Well, here we are. Here we are. We're at the end of the show, really. We have just plowed through this. Sorry, guys. These these were kind of short shows to, to begin with, but uh, we've kind of plowed through these here. They're on. Um, there's only five friggin' matches on the WWF show, so uh, we have we have two main events left. We have a uh, Goldust and Undertaker in a casket match, or we have Sting and the British Bulldog versus Sid and Vader on the other show. KG Cass, I would like for you. To tell mm-hmm. me your thoughts on the WCW show, please, because I feel like you're the only one that likes everyone in this match. Oh my goodness, I was all prepared for the WWF ski show. So we get Bulldog and Sting versus Vader and Psycho Sid. So, do you want me to go ahead and just tell you what my overall grade was, or or what are you uh, what are we doing here? I want you to give me your rundown. What did you think about this match? All right, so, you know, I think at this point, all four of these guys in 1993, you get Bulldog, Sting, Vader, Sid. These are pretty popular guys here, um, and they, they have the crowd, you know, they should be uh, they should be a good um, way to get the crowd in. This should be a good main event. This should tear down the, this should tear down the house in my aspect. Um, in my in my perspective, I should say, um, and I and I don't think that they actually did that. Um, I, uh, it, yeah, one thing it's always weird to see the British Bulldog in WCW. I'm never used to it. Um, Sid does get a great choke slam on Sting early on, um, and uh, Tony is d- doing a great job with his commentary. Um, the crowd is is pretty much into it. Bulldog comes in, blah, blah, blah. They're going at it. Um, there was one spot with, like, Vader. Um, 
Man, and I don't remember it. Do you? What, there was a. Do you have any note on Vader? Um, I might have to edit this part out because I. Can't what do you mean edit this, this part out? Because you can't remember the spot, the stupid yeah. spot that Vader did in this ridiculously awful tag team match. No, uh, they mm- couldn't edit it either, and you can't either. No, it was I'm garbage, ed- and you're just trying to find something cute to put in here, and I'm not gonna have no, it. I'm no, not I gonna have, have you have edit a note some about cute Vader line in here about Vader. I'm not. I'm not standing for it, Cass. You're not getting away with it. Then I digress. I have sworn integrity to these people. Then I digress. I gave the match. A good C. I a didn't good think it was. C. How dare you, sir? Terrible. How dare you, sir? Vader burst out a moonsault. Vader oh. did a moonsault. Dude, but how many times have you seen Vader do that? Come on, man. In '93, we didn't see him do it that often. Okay, okay, that's that. You got your cute little spot in, Cass. Are you happy now? Yeah. You made you made Vader look cute, like he was there on Boy Meets World. Thank you. That's what I was going for. God in heaven, this match. Ugh. Now can I Dude, talk I, about the WWF now? Hang on, hang on. I haven't I haven't said my piece about this match yet. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm not done. I had zero desire to see this match. It's I tried. To, I couldn't come up with anything. All right, I tried. All I power guys. It's all power guys. I don't like. Big power guys. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm not that kind of dude. I want to see wrestling. I don't want to see. You don't want to see Yoko. Press- no, I don't want to see Yoko. I don't want to see Yoko really. I mean, ugh, dude, this it was a standard. It was just a standard Memphis style baby face huge tag match with Bulldog taking the majority of the heat, Sting getting the hot tag, and the faces get the win. It was what it was. It wasn't okay. It wasn't the worst match like out of either show. But it just wasn't anything to really write home about or even to spend, honestly, this much time talking about it. Like, this is not a go back and watch again. I give it one star. So it wasn't a dud. Uh, but, yeah, it just it wasn't very good either. There it was something good. about all the guys, Sting and Bulldog and That's Vader and Sid. And... Yeah, that. That part. That part was cool. Well, okay, so here we and are. Vader did a backflip. Vader did a backflip. That's, 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 yeah, that's true. RIP Vader. Um, yeah, so Goldust versus Undertaker here back on the Beware of Dog show for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't ever remember the Undertaker having another IC title match, do you? No, that, one of my first thoughts as well. My first thought was, did he ever even hold the IC title? I know for and a fact did he, he wrestle did not for hold it. it. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know. I, I'm thinking like, I guess that's something we could Google, or maybe our fans could tell us, could tweet at us if the Undertaker they don't ever know. I see. <laughs> they could Google it and then just be like smart Mark yeah. fan. That that's what we do. Yeah, and it's so this is a casket match and a gold casket, not just any casket. It was. It was a gold casket indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Goldust was easily the best at this time too. He was like the most over, and his work rate was just phenomenal. Uh, and honestly, dude. You know, I've had my back and forth with Taker on this show, but Taker looked fantastic here. Uh, I mean, he did a great job. I mean, he, they told a compelling story. Um, and I don't mind gimmick matches that uh, – okay, so to me, I don't like gimmick matches that cause uh, dip, the production to change. Like outside of the ring a lot, brawling backstage, uh, out in the hallways. I don't, I don't like that. Those random-ass, like, hardcore matches in the Attitude Area, I don't like that. Gimmick oh, matches man. that, like – keep the match in the ring and it just changes the finish i'm fine with so casket matches add a lot of drama because of like you know the casket 
casket lid coming down and all that. Like I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed casket matches in general. I think the most of them have been pretty entertaining and this one was great. I thought that they had a really, again, a really compelling story. Um, and man, like the, the mankind, like kind of popping out of, of the casket after them having opened it several times and him not being in there, it was good. Uh, I mean, the mankind yeah. taker angle was super over and it made perfect sense for mankind to kind of cost taker the match. Um, and you know, perhaps that way Goldust retains, but you still get a very quality main event out of two guys. Great baby face, great heel that's over. Good gimmick match, good way to make up for that pay per view. Great booking. So hats off to the booking team there. Uh, great writing. Uh, I gave this match three and a half stars too, so a solid B plus to an A minus. Uh, what did you think about Goldust versus Undertaker? I'm a huge casket mac mac casket match casket fan. Mac. Um, one of my favorite gimmick matches. Um, come on yeah, down to Casket, Mac, and we'll cut you come a deal. On. We'll cut you a deal. If you're ready to go under, we'll put you there. We'll get you in the best casket today. Want it? All right. Um, Taker ends up beating the crap out of Goldie for uh, a lot of the opening of the match. I really liked, uh, you know, you, you really got to see all the classic Taker stuff. He walks yeah. the ropes. He does all that. So it was a very How loose very were those fun... ropes, too, dude? When he oh. was walking the ropes, like, the, the center rope was, like, down to the second rope. Yeah. I was like, what oh, is yeah. happening? Yeah. Um, they the did mess up. Yoko, like, loosened him up when he was climbing up there all the time. <laughs> Goldie, uh, they messed up the Goldie uppercut spot, which is like my favorite oh, thing yeah, where yeah, Goldie yeah. slides. I love I that spot. That. I didn't notice that. But they did a good job with Taker. You know, he's a legend. He didn't sell it. He just started hitting them, and then they went on from there. So they recovered nicely. I like that because, you know, sometimes you get a whiff. So he pretty much whiffed an uppercut. It wasn't sometimes like they— Sometimes you get a whiff. It wasn't like they, you know, Taker either sold it or they both panic and look like crap. They just— Taker just kept with the upper hand. They kind of called a quick audible, then went back around. Um, Goldie gets the tombstone um, at one point. Pretty cool. Tries to get Taker in the casket, but no, no, no. Um, bunch of close calls back and forth in the casket. I mean, it's just exciting stuff. It's great. That's why I think you rated it so high. That's why they got rated it so high, because it was a really entertaining match with, with those close calls. And then finally, um, Taker just has to put Goldie in the casket. He opens it up, and all of a sudden, Mankind's there. Mandible Claw into the casket. Boom, they close it. Goldie Hahn gets the win. I gave it a B, B+. Plus. I uh, really enjoyed it. And I can already say, I think we can both agree that the World Wrestling Federation stomped WCW like oh, they always dude, yeah. do. Uh, not like they always do, like but they like they do most of the time. Do. Like they do most, I would say, I will say most of the time, but not like always. Hey, are um, we watching the WCW network? No. We're watching God, the WWE You and that network. bullshit, too. Like, that's God, the worst. You are the worst. But you know what's not the worst? This show, I thought it was pretty damn good, actually. Except for you trying to get cute with Vader every, every two seconds. I'm gonna edit this I'm out. You better, you should, you should, you need to go take a long, hard look in the mirror and really think about the man that you're trying to be. Do you understand? Sound so much better whenever you hear it back. <laughs> I'm gonna have very good points. I'm gonna have very good ideas. You're gonna have nothing at all. Well, yeah. You know what, guys? Hopefully, this has helped your hangover because I know that, you know, in our old age, it's, uh, it takes more than one day. Uh, this is uh, today is January the second, so thank you guys so much for joining us for Beware of Dog 1996 versus WCW Beach Blast 1993. Next week we are going to be bringing you our favorite year in the business. It's 
the stinger, the crow sting, finally gets his hands on that dastardly Hollywood Hogan for the WCW World Title. It's Starcade '97 versus WWE New Year's Revolution 2005. Uh, Batista in the World Title match for that one. I, I mean, it's Batista. It is what it is. But you know, we'll see who wins that one. You know, see, that's what I'm talking about. You say these things like WCW. You know, they don't ever win these comparisons. But I feel like WCW is probably gonna win that one. Um, yeah, okay, so the following week is going to be January the 16th. It'll be NXT UK TakeOver 2. We'll be covering uh, that new one. That'll be a newer show. And that one's going to be going up against Cass's favorite ever WWF pay-per-view. It's WWF Royal Rumble 1995. One foot! One foot! Get ready to see stars such as Jacob, Eli Blue, Doink the Clown, Mo from Men on a Mission. This is a great pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen. Just Star be ready. Studded. Star studded. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. Okay. Uh, and then just keeping on with the theme of Royal Rumble. We're just going to be a Royal Rumble Mantar. January. You guys. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. On January the 23rd, we're going to be bringing you WWE's Royal Rumble 2010 versus WWF Royal Rumble 1990. So it'll be a 20-year comparison there. Uh, you know, uh, we haven't done anything from 2010 yet, so covering that one versus the 1990 Rumble, that's, uh, we're talking about Hulk Hogan, Warrior, uh, Macho King, uh, that era, that, that very beginning of 1990 there, it'll be cool to kind of dive into that world too. And then, drum roll please, the anniversary show, the one year anniversary of Kayfabe Comparisons is going to be January 30th. It'll be WWF's Royal Rumble 2000 against Royal Rumble 2020. Oh, man, I'm so pumped for that. We're going to have some special guests on. Uh, and then after that show, we're going to be announcing a brand new format. We're going to switch things up. We're going to do the Kayfabe Comparisons podcast every week, just like we always do. Put a little bit more efficiently for you guys. Try to give you a little bit more variety in our show types. Um, and that way you get something new every single week from us. Cast, dude, I am so pumped for this this month to come the anniversary show changing the format there's this mm. podcast is just about to explode baby i got two words for you hey now hey i can't, now. I can't wait and also have some more stars for that 95 Royal rumble so you have i said mantar aldo montoya dick murdoch makes oh, a um the heavenly bodies the Heavenly Body. Did I talk about Skip and Zip yet? Because Skip and Zip are there. The Smoking Guns. The Body Donnas. That's what I'm talking about, baby. All in the 95 Royal Rumble. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Unfortunately, I will have a lot to do with that. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Please go follow us on our socials at kfabecom. K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Hit that subscribe button. And the most important thing is tell a friend. Leave us a review. If we suck, then tell us we suck. Leave us a bad review. If you think that we're awesome because we are, mm -hmm. leave us a five-star review and keep coming back every single week. We will see you guys next week. My name is Mr. Know-It-All. He is the KG Cast Lush. We are out. Peace. Mabel's there. Lex Luger's there. That was the perfect setup. You're being cute again. Start calling you cute, Cast. All right. Go home. I'm I'm hanging up on you. Just stop it. I'm hanging up now. Okay, fine. <laughs>